got one million views. Celebrating over one million views. eradiosa.com It is time for uh, my favorite time of the week. Man, I just need Tech Thursday in my life every day. It's such a such a highlight. What a week it's been. What a week. And for you also, Kane. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, the only th- the, the most difficult thing in the last <laughs> week has actually been the temperature, which is an icy freezing every single day in here now. Isn't it? I mean, I think we have a very cold day today as well. But the good news is tech works really well the colder it is. <laughs> yeah, well, except for yesterday, I kept losing internet. My my, my, <laughs> my internet is like a cat. It doesn't like getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, tech also doesn't work so well once it's, it gets hit by the rain. We have some heavy rains as well. Yeah, I think it's because it's line of sight. So yesterday, I couldn't see the tower and it was like, hey, where am I looking? Where am I looking? <laughs> hey, but listen, uh, yeah, interesting a week again uh, I see um, uh, well it just came in a couple of minutes ago ESCOM is threatening us with a load shedding again but I mean that you can understand I mean can you imagine how many eaters are running in this country right now especially in Gauteng it's snow all over oh yeah I mean my mom actually just bought a cup like a couple more like a hundred heaters they're all around the house I mean imagine power <laughs> usage is high but for those of us who are renting who don't pay for electricity now's the time to turn those heaters on don't struggle burning wood get that heater going but then you get load shedded so good luck with that <laughs> and just as we talk about it the alert just came in people the alert just came in from four until nine tonight stage what's it king stage two Ooh. load shedding hello i mean everybody. is that in, that's in an hour yeah do you think you're going to cut us off that would be so disappointing i just want to check the schedule while you <clears throat> While you start with the first story, I'll check the schedule. But yes, stage two load shedding has just been confirmed three minutes ago from four o'clock this afternoon until at least nine o'clock tonight. At least we they let us coming. do the tech show. Yeah, at least we can still do our show today. <laughs> uh, we, we saw this coming. Man, oh man. man. Kane, Kane, what have you got for us? Uh, I, I think we're talking about Space Granny today as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Space Granny <laughs> went to space. So did Jeff Bezos. They didn't want him to come back. There's a petition for it. <laughs> There's a petition that they don't want the guy to come back to Earth. Yeah. Why? Listen to this. So more than 185,000 people signed the petition to stop Jeff Bezos from returning to Earth right before he left so he obviously went to space on tuesday and uh yeah 185,000 people over a few different um petitions have signed this i don't know what they how it's gonna work they say um bezos the founder of the space exploration <laughs> firm blue origin said on june 7 that he and his brother mark bezos would fly into space and three days after bezos announcement two petitions launched to try and prevent the billionaire's re-entry into earth so um, one of the highest signed petitions on change.org, which is actually a pretty big petition website, had 163,000 people um, sign the petition, which was labeled, Do Not Allow Jeff Bezos to Return to Earth. They said billionaires, and this is on the petition, billionaires should not exist on Earth or in space, but they should they decide the latter, they should stay there. <laughs> <laughs> One of our listeners just said, uh, we mentioned her on the show before, named Susan. She said she actually signed the petition. 
<laughs> I think people were just doing it to be funny. Actually, I would have done it just as a joke. If I knew one of about it, I would also actually sign it because he kind of looks like he belongs in space. <laughs> if we're being honest, drifting in orbit, yes, you know, just making but, Amazon calls. But then I also feel sorry for him at the same time. I would feel bad, you know. You're so excited <laughs> to go to space, and then you see 163,000 people think you should stay there. <laughs> I mean, how would they even engineer that? Imagine he's just like, oh, guys, you know, we hit 150,000 plus petitions. I'm just going to step out here. You guys return to earth it'll be great you know he even said some signature signatories ha- gave a reason for signing the petition which included comments such as being led back into earth is a privilege not a right earth don't want people like jeff bill elon and other such billionaires this appears to be also references to bill gates and elon musks um, another petition called petition to not allow jeff bezos re-entry into earth had about twenty-two thousand signatures i mean it's pretty it's a ridiculous petition but i mean it's quite funny in my opinion i mean it would never have come into fruition but i think it was like a comedical kind of joke mm. um i would have signed it just for the laughs to be honest Same, yeah. i think at least 50 percent of those signatures came from a joke and then yeah maybe 20% of those signatures came from people who didn't receive an Amazon product once or twice <laughs> in their life. And others were just uh, astronauts that were salty because they couldn't go up, you know. <laughs> but, but Space Granny, she she pulled right through it, eh? She's, she's still alive after everything. Yeah, do you want to hear some more about Space Granny? What she's a legend. actually been involved in the aviation industry for Yo. quite some time. So the 82-year-old blasted into space, obviously alongside um, billionaire jeff bezos and an 18 year old student and the logic oh. behind that was he wanted to take the oldest person into space and, and the, the youngest, youngest person mm. into space mm. um miss funk or aka space granny <laughs> said i don't think i didn't think i'd ever get to go up uh, she spent the past six decades trying to reach space she trained to be an astronaut in the 1960s but was overlooked for space flight for being a woman mm. and the uh, they were they were launched skyward on the new Shepard, a rocket developed by Jeff Bezos. Um, Jeff Bezos' firm, Blue Origin. The car, the craft traveled at nearly three times the speed of sound, reaching a height of nearly a hundred kilometers above the Earth's surface. The capsule then returned to Earth using a parachute on a trip that lasted a little more than ten minutes. As she exited the vehicle, Miss Funk gleefully spread her arms wide as a small crowd cheered. So. She's actually had a passion for flying. She was born in New Mexico in 1939, and uh, she had a lifelong love of aviation, taking her first flying lesson at age nine. Since then, she has logged, listen to this, this is crazy. Now, to get a private pilot's license, you need about 150 plus hours. And then to get a commercial pilot's Mm. license, I believe it's over 350 plus hours. Since she started flying, she has logged 19,600 flight hours across her career and taught more than 3,000 people to fly. At 21, she volunteered in 1961 for the Women in Space program where she underwent rigorous physical and mental testing in the hope of becoming an astronaut. How cool is that? Um, She spent, in 2010, $200,000 or 145,000 euros or about 14 um, or 18 million rand in that time on a ticket for Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic program. And Bezos had invited her as an honored guest on the flight earlier that month, sharing video on Instagram of him telling her the news. Check there, you can actually see a picture of the two. Oh, cute, man. She's quite cute, eh? Oh, she's cute. Hey, listen, I'm not going to laugh at her anymore because uh, a lot of respect for her. I mean, what she was... 
what she's done and what she's doing right now. I think that's incredible. And I'm so glad she, she actually went up now, you know? Yeah. It's a lifelong dream. And she, she actually quoted, she said, like, you know, I'm, I really didn't expect to get the chance. And mm. to log 19,600 hours. Fantastic. I've applied to a space program since 1960. When you sure. get to the age of 82, you just don't expect it to be possible. You spend a portion of your life savings to try and go with Richard Branson, mm. buying a ticket on Richard Branson's space flight. She obviously really, really had a hankering to go to space. Yeah. And it's great to see and inspiring to see that she's done that because I'm sure there's a lot of people who might be over 30, 40, 50, 60, even 70 who have a dream of going into space and think, you know, my time has passed. The opportunity has been wavered. But that's not the case because she made it. She traveled three times the speed of sound. That's no, that's not like driving in your bucky down the road, you know, that's fast, <laughs> as fast as a lot of G's and, and she handled it quite fine, came out perfectly fine, full health. Yeah. I think that's absolutely incredible. But if you've been waiting for so long and, and you die during that space flight, I mean, then at least you die, uh, you know, doing something that you love and, and with a smile. Yeah, absolutely. But they I must mean, just bring her back to Earth. It's like a warrior death. You <laughs> yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, go out with uh, with a bang, at least. So, talking of bangs, did you know that keyless cars now make up half of all vehicles stolen, despite only 1% of cars on the road being keyless? Yo. Now, how is that for a statistic? Um, keyless cars now make up half of all vehicles stolen. Uh, thieves using new technology to target owners with widely available signal relay devices that tricks the car uh, into thinking the correct key is present by uh, amplifying its signal. So they sit there with like a signal measuring device, yes. catch the signal, amplify it, and drive away in the car. Insurance came, claims for car thefts grew by 20% each year between 2016 and 2019, and keyless vehicles amounted for an ever-increasing proportion of claims, according to data from LV Insurance. Tesla, Lexus, Audi, BMW, Mercedes, Porsche, Jaguar, and Land Rover cars are among the brands increasingly targeted by keyless car thieves. And you would actually, I would want a keyless car, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. you lose your key, you, 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 you're finished, you know. But so, most of the time, there's some sort of device which you carry on your person that, you know, once you walk up to your car, some of them unlock. When you get into your car, you can just push a button and start. It's seamless, but it's also seamless to steal, apparently. So and and that device you should wear somewhere safe where nobody can get it, like oh, yeah. in your underwear. Oh yeah, or just <laughs> don't buy a keyless car. You know, stick to the mechanical key. So, do you only get one key? I believe you would have spare, but mm. it's more like a token than a key. Yeah. It's like a little. Have you ever had those tokens you use to open gates? Yes, like yes, little, yes. It's yes. like something like that. Okay, so they need to be together. And but I mean that can also go really wrong. Eh? Imagine yeah. it. It just one day decides it doesn't want to work. Yeah. And you can't go home. Apparently keys, even a traditional key, I mean, you lose your key for your car, you're paying money to get it's that massive, key. It's a massive amount. It's not and, cheap. And what if you put it next to a magnet or something and it wipes out like, a, <laughs> like what happened, that happened to me at the hotel once. I kept it next to a, a magnet or a card or something. And it just, uh, yeah, it was near a magnet and it just wiped my hotel card. <laughs> I couldn't get in, yeah. <laughs> At least that's a bit easier to get a new key. But like, I imagine, you know, if you're just a guy who has a car, you can't just walk into a car dealership and say, hey, Mr. Locksmith car guy, can you just 
get me this key for this car because that car itself could be stolen. So you have to go through a process, preferably with the dealership that you bought the car or with the make of the car, like registered brand in order to do that. Mm. I'm glad you're bringing up cars now because uh, I have some good news regarding cars. Ooh, what's the news? Uber is coming. Uber's here. Yeah. In Eisner. In in the garden. My roof. friend ordered an Uber yesterday. Yes. How cool oh, is that? Oh, do you know about it? Yes. Oh, wow. He okay, orders. but I know they're still looking for drivers. They want more drivers. Yeah, that's so, the secret sauce right there. You yeah, know? so how awesome that we now have Uber. I, I don't know what they're charging. I might sound ungrateful, but where's Uber Eats? <laughs> <laughs> yes, where's Uber Eats? <laughs> like, bring that first. <laughs> then I will drive around. I don't have anywhere to go. It's COVID. I got nowhere yes. to go. I only want food. Yes, but it's nice, eh? It's super nice. nice. I'm, I'm very pleased. I just hope it's sustainable and, yeah. I think people are always looking for ways to make money. You know money. what my worry is? You mm. know when you're in Cape Town, you've got to go 14 kilometers. What, you pay 80 bucks, 100 bucks? Mm, mm. Nisner is 15 kilometer square radius, you know? Mm. Like, you, it, it, you're going to pay very cheap for that, for that transport. I mean, even to, from Nisner to Sedgefield, for example, is a traditional route in Joburg yeah. for an Uber. And not everyone goes between Nisner and Sedgefield. Not mm. everyone goes between Nisner and Plett. Although mm. there's a large portion of it, but we also have to remember that a taxi, uh, not like a, a traditional bolt taxi, like the taxis that we see on the road, the big combis, they cost 20 rand to go from Nisner to, jo- from Nisner to Plett, for example. Mm. You know, So Uber is going to have to come in at a price range which is better or more ex- slightly more expensive than a taxi or a combi, but still not so expensive to to like be ridiculous because some of the transport air places here like Benny's cabs and all of that stuff it can be quite expensive mm. you know it can be like 150 rand if you're going somewhere at night into town and back seven kilometers or so have you used it before Benny's yeah and some of the other ones like Eden cabs and they all charge high prices so mm. is it worthwhile for that driver of that existing vehicle to now go into Uber yeah but I know also why it's so expensive because they come with this massive bus and they just pick up one person and it's just you sitting in the back all alone and he, that guy needs to fill his tank just for you so yeah kind of if it's a group you know it's going to help but now we see the, the side process. hustles start you know yep part-time doctor part-time uber driver that's yeah. how it is in other cities you yeah know? it's going to happen a lot I of people have side hustles right now to survive uh, it's mm. not just nine to five anymore it's now nine to five and then five to nine again exactly yeah absolutely <laughs> Work all the time but, I mean, if you think about it in terms of COVID safety, mm. taxis are especially kind of dangerous. Not the combi yeah. ones, but, you know, you have, you're getting into a car that's had 20, 30, 50 different people in in the last week. Exactly. You know, maybe 100 different people in the last week if it's busy enough. Mm-hmm. You can get 25, 35, 50 trips a day. You know, that's 350 Very trips risky. a week. Mm. That could be quite, that, that's a bit risky. So, I yeah. would like to see Uber in general showing way more uh, COVID safety regulations and see how they deal with that. You know, they might even put a guard between the driver because the driver's the common denominator that's the most dangerous. You can sanitize the whole car, mm. but the driver is exposed to every single person in yeah. there. Now, if I get in, I'll spray the driver. <laughs> see, they put these ads out for ad sanitizer. No, just hit him in the face. I'll, yeah, I'll spray, I'll spray that guy all over, man. <laughs> Have you ever put ad sanitizer on your face? No, That's, it must burn. You know, if you just think, oh, shucks, do I have something on face? Let me just touch it with some hand sanitizer. It's going to turn to clay brick, you know. It's just dry. <laughs> really? Dry, dry. It's not good for you. So no, it's not. It's all alcohol. There, I would like an alternative that does that, you know. Even soap. You know, you go get some Dettol 
or even if you go and get like a traditional bar of soap which is like protex or mm, mm. you know all the generic i think life boy is another one yes put that on your face <laughs> you're gonna get wrecked you know it yeah, you're gonna dries out dry. your face you're gonna become yeah. a, like a mari biscuit basically <laughs> it's so dry <laughs> so i would like to see some facial biscuit. oh it. that's brilliant that's absolutely brilliant. So speaking of interesting facts, did you know Ramaphosa's phone number was leaked on spyware database? I saw that, yes. But there's a lot more to the story. Oh, really? So listen to this. Mm. Mobile numbers of Cyril Ramaphosa, French President um, Emmanuel Macron, and other world leaders have been identified in a leaked database that forms part of the Pegasus Project. The Pegasus Project is an international investigative journalism effort that aims to reveal spying abuses by various governments on journalists, politicians, activists, business people, and others using NSO's group's Pegasus spyware. The NSO group is an Israeli technology firm whose spyware enables the remote surveillance of smartphones, and it was officially marketed by surveillance of serious criminals and terrorists. So this technology, which is supposed to be used for surveillance of serious criminals and terrorists, has also revealed um, <clears throat> personal numbers of world leaders. Sure. You know, that's not that's not criminals and terrorists, although some political leaders are a bit, you know, a bit iffy, but it's still not a serial killer or a terrorist or even a criminal, you know. The appearance of a number of the on the leak list does not mean it was subject to an attempted or successful hack, the Guardian said, but the list is believed to be indicative of individuals identified as persons of interest by government clients of NSO. So Cyril Ramaphosa, French president, are all people that are persons of interest who have somehow got the spyware onto their phone and are actually being surveillanced, which is pretty hectic. You know, no one is safe. It includes people who were later targeted for surveillance, according to forensic analysis on their phones. In addition um, to Macron and Ramaphosa, other political figures whose numbers appear in the list include Tito's, I don't know how to say that, uh, the World Health Organization's director, Charles Michael, the President of the European Council, and Imran Khan, the Prime Minister of Pakistan. The backlash to the spying allegations has already been swift, with Amnesty International condemning NSO Group and its software. The unprecedented unprecedented revelation that the phones of at least 14 heads of state may have been hacked using the group's Pegasus software and it should send a chill down the spines of world leaders, said the Amnesty International Security General. And that's very true, you know. You, you know, no one is safe. And if it's so easy for a world leader's phone to be basically surveillance, how hard is it for a, a traditional person? You know? Very easy, yeah. Very easy. These people must have certain levels of you know awareness when they're using their phone not to clink links not to go on personal emails of fictitious like emails you know not to just answer uh, click on a whatsapp broadcast link they must have all of these provisions in place in order to not pick up spyware and somehow the spyware enters onto their phone mm. and they're being surveillanced i mean that could include messages that they send to other people photos that they take calls that they have their active microphone while they're not using their phone I mean, it's pretty scary, actually. You know what else is scary? What's that? You can go to jail, Kane. 
How? <laughs> if you send any messages, um, the government... Okay, let me just start. At the, <laughs> the government has issued a stern warning to the public about not sending voice notes, tweeting or posting messages that may incite public violence. Now, we've had that last week with the unrest in KZN and Gauteng. Typical ne? government. You know, send the message out to the whole population that if you send these messages, but the people sending the messages are not the population, it's select few people. Exactly. You know, that's, yeah. quite, that's quite... So, yeah. yeah, but anyway, if, you know, you get these voice notes and it says, hello, I'm Fricky, and I just heard that uh, tonight they're going to close the N2. Oh, yeah, new lockdown laws, yeah, and, level and, 17. Yeah, and he sounds all, you know, like he's up there and he's got all these contacts and everything, and then people start circulating Fricky's message, you see? Yes. Because it sounds like the real deal. We don't know really who is the guy talking there. He's not Fricky. So can the circulators go to jail? Yes. Ooh, yes. You need to big, build bigger prisons. So, yeah, that's also why you can only forward a, a, a WhatsApp message a specific amount of time. Oh, yeah. Because then it says, you can sometimes have you seen on top of it, it says forwarded many times or something. Yeah. And you can see there's a kind of a limit. It's to uh, not encourage people to just hoi the message. To everything. Because it used to be that you can add people into a broadcast list. You could have like mm, 150 people. And that was so annoying. List. Thank God oh, they yeah. stopped it. <laughs> yeah, no. But um, yeah, so if you uh, send messages, uh, especially inciting violence, you could actually go to jail. And we're not talking a few months or just a, a fine. You could sit there for up to three years. Damn. And and good. I mean, yeah, they have I'm to glad lock because it down somehow. I, I mean, look at the businesses or what's left of them. You know that they stole actual radio stations in KZN. How do you steal a they radio station? They literally stole the radio station. Put it station. on the bucky and drive off with it. <laughs> yes. What the antenna? What? <laughs> How do you steal a radio station? <laughs> <laughs> no man, no Kane. They just they just go into the studio and they take all the equipment. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and you can't broadcast without equipment, right? No. <laughs> so that's what they do. They just and they drive off with your equipment. And I mean that stuff is is it's up to when you're a big station, it's up to millions. It's, yeah, it's a station called Alex FM in in was it Gauteng, I think, and they just looted it completely. They, they left the, the table. I, re- I heard studio. somewhere that about 167 pick and pay stores got looted. Yeah, sure. even just that station was five million uh, rands worth of, of equipment. I mean that but stuff you don't buy it overnight. Do you think that a crowd of aggregated, aggravated people are are like roaming through? You know, ah, let's hit the pep, let's hit the pick and pay, let's hit the Woolworths, let's hit Incredible Connection, a radio station, let's hit it. Or do you think it's more like, guys, I know what we can hit. That's the radio station. There's good equipment there. Someone with knowledge would have to instigate something like that. You must know that mm. there's good equipment But in the there. funny thing is, yeah, but usually you can see into a studio. They usually have glass windows oh. and you're like, oh. But uh, a lot yeah. of the equipment is specialist equipment and you can't use it without a, a broadcasting license. Yeah. So what are you going to do with it? Who are you going to sell it to? Well, I guess some of that equipment, but also, you know, you don't, you don't just, you don't just take seven mics and all that <laughs> stuff and just use it. Like you no. need a sound interface. Yeah. You know, you need all of these. Yeah. Some of the stuff. Equipment. I mean, they, they took the transmitter and everything. You, <laughs> you can't just take a transmitter and use it anywhere. <laughs> just driving down the road, you tune into eighty-seven point six FM, and it's like some guy. Oh, hello. Is this, is this <laughs> yes, bloody pirates. Pirate radio. It's like that video we talked. 
talked about last week where the guy stole this the steers tv and he couldn't change the channel from burgers <laughs> yeah he's been watching burgers all morning why is he only seeing burgers on that tv that's quite hilarious actually. Uh, we can always laugh eh yes we can always laugh do you want to hear something else interesting there's a there's is it a, funny well it's it's definitely contradictory tesla will most likely accept bitcoin as payment again mm. i mean this is the funny thing right so two months ago or something tesla said elon musk says no tesla will no longer accept bitcoin um because it has a a, a large carbon footprint bearing in mind that bitcoin doesn't have a large carbon footprint the people who mine bitcoin and have chosen to use fossil fuel as the power um, method of choice they are the ones at risk but two months later he comes up again he says okay yeah we might start accepting bitcoin as payment again but bitcoin back then was sixty thousand dollars when he said no we're not going to use it and now it's at thirty thousand dollars again and he says we're going to use it again if i was Mm. in the boardroom i probably wouldn't have raised the concern but i can imagine in the tesla boardroom you're you're openly at marketing bitcoin so what's happening people are listening to what you're saying and they're buying bitcoin so now you're accepting bitcoin for payments for your cars and bitcoin's price doubles over the three weeks four week threshold that you've made these announcements and that you've instigated buying incentive right now you're considering okay we're still accepting our 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 bitcoin for our cars but bitcoin is overbought Mm -hmm. so if bitcoin has a crashing right there's something that happens something that instigates a big crash tesla lose money loses money on all the cars that they've sold while bitcoin was overbought so if tesla turns around and this is all just conspiracy if tesla turns around and says okay where we can't keep promoting this coin going more becoming more and more and more expensive because we might end up losing money so if we reverse the market trend and cause a downward cycle so that bitcoin can retrace a bit and then accept bitcoin again the likelihood that they lose money becomes a lot less and i just when i read these things this is what i'm thinking about you know i'm i'm like okay well that's that's odd you know mm. two months later suddenly there's not enough that's happened in mm. terms of bitcoin going green yeah. to say okay we're considering it again it's a possibility for us so you know i just i, I, I look at this stuff and i think wow that's just it's just an oddity you know mm. that's contradictory and the market is in favor of the, what you're saying it's not yeah. like bitcoin is going green and the market is bad mm. or good the market is the, the bitcoin as a green solution is the same place it was sort of two months ago and suddenly you're reconsidering while the price is retraced that's what kind of makes me feel like that conspiracy theory is a bit odd you know very very strange mm. but uh Talking about cool things, South Africa's um, one firm has decided to help Pfizer make COVID-19 vaccines. I saw that. Mm. And this is where it gets quite interesting because there's apparently a lot of turmoil in terms of intellectual property rights for the production of vaccines. And I thought to myself, you know, if a company in South Africa is going to be making vaccines, they kind of have access to that secret intellectual property formula for how to generate that rna vaccine but the reality is the rna version of the vaccine the very complicated process to create the rna version of the vaccine and to to do that thing is going to be done out of south africa so south africa will receive like a raw ingredient basically that Mm. they then synthesize into the vaccine okay but let's take a look at this so pfizer and bioentech 
um, have struck a deal for South Africa's BioVac Institute to help manufacture around 100 million doses a year of their COVID-19 vaccine for the African Union. The firm said on Wednesday the deal is to fill and finish the vaccine. The final stages of manufacturing were the Uh, where the product is processed and put into vials, it does not cover the complicated processes of mRNA drug substance production. So as I said, you know, this is where the product is going to be put into vials um, via the final stage. This is not start to finish. So that's an important thing to recognize because that is obviously where the intellectual property rights come in and also very important information about how that vaccine is created because I have no, I have not a cooking clue how they go about creating and synthesizing this vaccine. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine it's complicated, but I just didn't find that information anywhere available. Yeah. The agreement comes as Pfizer and BioNTech say uh, try to sway World Trade Organization members from supporting a waiver on some intellectual property rights for COVID-19 vaccines. It will make BioVac a joint venture between the South African government and private sector partners. One of the few companies in Africa processing and distributing COVID-19 shots and the first to do so using the mRNA technology. South African pharmaceutical company Aspen has a fill and finish deal with Johnson & Johnson for its uh, viral vector COVID-19 vaccine. African countries have some of the lowest vaccination rates worldwide and many are dependent on global vaccine sharing schemes or COVAX which has struggled to deliver thus far. Um, They're going to try and output about 100 million doses and there will be about 200 million rand or 13.6 million rand um, added as a shared investment in the coming six months from South Africa. So some money obviously going in there. But I thought, you know, wow, it's a great thing that obviously we can help aid Africa in its effort to, Mm. to get vaccines. I mean, I was looking at a a, a geographical shot the other day of what places in Africa and what percentage of the population have access to electricity. And if you just look at those numbers, you know, South Africa at about 78%, then you've got Lesotho and Soweto, mm. you know, I mean, Lesotho kind of at 37%, yeah. and you have like Egypt at like 60%, <laughs> and you have some places all over Africa below 20% Shame. worth of access to electrical energy. Mm. And here we are, you know, trying to consider how much of these people have access to vaccines. It's not a good number, you know, it's not a good number to even keep a vaccine at the right temperature requires electricity mm. you're not going to use ice to kind of keep <laughs> it at the right temperatures <laughs> africa's hot as hell yes you know so it's quite a struggle to figure out how to actually do that and one of the organizations that were created was covax which was to supply um places who would struggle to basically fulfill their whole population being vaccinated not even considering that some places in africa don't even know how many people live there and where they live you know? mm. so it's definitely a complicated struggle but it's good to see south africa at least coming up with an initiative yeah. to help do that and we're right here in the heart of it you know mm. in the heart of the african solution for vaccines yeah. if vaccines aren't a bad thing yeah know? but if they're a good thing we're doing well yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, it's uh, everybody's got a different opinion about it eh? it's like religion like i said last week but anyway, um, you're going to be very pleased to know that WhatsApp group calls now allow users to join at any time during the call. Did you know that? Oh, that was a big problem. It, uh, was it for? Okay. I was thinking because you're always on these group calls with all your clients and people. And 
obviously it's a problem it's been a problem for you so uh, previously all the users would have to stand at attention ready to join the call the moment it started oh man that's <laughs> old-fashioned and those who missed the call would be dialed in by other participants but they could have to be or they would have to be redialed to join the call if they missed a dial in. Now, anyone with an invitation can join a call in any time uh, or at any time by going to their call log and clicking on the join button. That's going to help, right? Here's an interesting thing for you to think about, right? So obviously this functionality is was already available on Signal, for example. Yeah. You know, once a call starts, you can join back into the call. Yeah. And it's interesting to think, you know, over the last, say, from a year or two ago, from say 2015 to 2019 we didn't see a lot of changes happening on whatsapp to mm. be quite honest yeah very nothing little, major yeah. nothing major mm. but as soon as there's competition and they provide functionality and then whatsapp start, adopts it yeah uh, whatsapp provides functionality signal adopts it yeah, and you this see, competition competition's good man it's good it, it one encourages phone, change. One day I won't even have to answer my phone to be on a phone call. You know, it'll just, <laughs> it will just be there. A hologram will just project. <laughs> now I'll see my friends. Whoever's calling you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Listen, what is uh, the story about um, Africa's first university that's going to launch an online high school platform? I mean, uh, we also spoke about it a couple of weeks ago where universities are completely online nowadays with mm. the students not being able to, to go. They don't really want to go to class because of for obvious reasons so what's it all about how's it going to work now is it's going to all going to be online is it going to be like one big zoom call or teams meeting that's a it's a very good question so the university of cape town obviously launched the university based and the keyword here is online high school it's mm. uh, it's for grades 8 to 12 which obviously is something we haven't seen. We haven't seen a, a a learning environment dedicated to between you know a high school students for online learning. Most schools had an online learning center, but never a school basically dedicated to online learning. And the real amazing thing about this is a monthly fee of two thousand rand mm. is the entry cost. Okay, um, which turns out to what about uh, twenty six thousand rand. A month, a year, mm, annually. Mm. I mean, it's not bad. There yeah. are some, you know, when you go to a public school, most of the time it's free in South Africa yeah. to attend public school um, for most people. So 2,000 Rand is a little bit high, but they do offer a range of things. So the university said that learners will benefit from a supported self discipline model. Okay, which allows them to pace their own learning while receiving one-on-one -on -one tutoring from expert teachers and support coaches whenever they need it. Now, I'm taking that with a grain of salt because I don't think we're seeing a traditional class environment here where 30 learners are listening to a lecturer. I think it's going to mean like more like 1,500 learners are all going through a course and there are dedicated staff and tutors and coaches that are made available mm. on request for one-on-one -on -one kind of interactions. And it kind of makes sense because it would be a handful to, you know, a traditional yeah. school doesn't have 500 employees yeah. 
You would imagine need all those kids and then all talking uh, across each other. And then, <laughs> what would you do if they naughty? Do you just cut them off, or, or how does it? Or do you just mute them? No, you know? if you take it back to the normal class environment, you know, there's 25 kids in a class, yes. a teacher talking in the front, lecturing all of them, and you have two friends in the back corner, mm-hmm. like whispering to each other. Can you just imagine that on a full classroom <laughs> setting? You know, everyone can just hear this conversation. Yeah, exactly. I um, wonder what it's going to be like. But the other thing, obviously, is the difference between being in a classroom and being active is you know if you were using playing on your phone or using a rubik's cube or you know drawing on your desk or just in general distracted very easy to pick up and notice you know, yeah very easy for someone to pick up on the fact that you're not concentrating or yeah. you're asleep mm-hmm. you know but in a traditional classroom lecture environment that might be on something like zoom i imagine it's much easier to kind of hide away you know, yeah. I, I, if I was still in school and that was happening, I'd start figuring out ways for me to basically have me on, if it's a video-based environment, to have me on loop in some fashion exactly. so that I look active and it's then I'm clever. not even doing the thing. I'm like out with my friends. Exactly. You know, I'm it's sitting. pre-recorded, but it shows you sitting there <laughs> and you pretend to listen and, and write. And you know, and nod. You, yeah. <laughs> you put your hand up okay great you start fake writing and nobody you know, notices no it. one will know yeah you know? that's actually pretty I can't wait to clever. see the loopholes that come up because that's that's the intelligent learners right there actually if you can <laughs> spoof your interest in a classroom although you won't learn anything you you got to have a pat on your back you know that guy might be 14 or 15 or 16 you know <laughs> clocking of full distraction I think it could be quite exciting but most importantly I think the, the, the best thing to keep in mind especially with an online learning environment um, that isn't super heavily enforced by the parents in a traditional school environment we're there from 8 till what 2.30 mm. and used to be 1.30 when I was still in school eh and the sum total I of your work it. might be I, low. And one o'clock on Friday. That was the best. Oh, 7.30 till one. Fridays at one. Oh, man. But in a traditional I day of it. school, you know, when you're going from classroom to classroom, you might just be waiting for the end of the day. You have yeah. no goal. You have no, you know, motivation to be hyper-focused and take all your notes down. You might be mm. writing, but you're not concentrating. Yeah. I think a lot of time is wasted mm. in a traditional classroom environment Absolutely. going from lesson to lesson. Absolutely. Most You're people so right. are studying for the last week of every term. Yeah. And that's all the studying that happens. <laughs> you know, they're not studying every day when they go home or studying in the classroom. Or just copying each other's homework, no. for God's sake. No. Yeah, it is a waste of time. You're so right. So being online gives you the opportunity to work for 45 minutes, go eat for an hour and a half, go play with your friends, come back, mm. work for 45 minutes. You don't have the time-based derivative whereby you know you have you're only able to learn between eight and two if you're not concentrating during that period it's all lost so mm-hmm. here a learner can be learning at 9 p.m 10 p.m yeah it's so f- it's nice and flexible can wake up at 4 a.m yeah you see Yo. i think it could really make a big difference and with the way that we're going people when they start reaching 16 are actually capable of working for a company they're mm. capable of doing work and earning money yeah so you can do that as well yeah you could be a, a 17 year old social media manager yeah you know exactly, and still yeah. learning at school exactly for one little company there on the side mm. or your mm. mom's business or mm. whatever the fashion is going to be mm. but it gives you an opportunity to get into the real world environment faster 
mm, because yeah. you can't get in the real world environment well, okay. at school. That's a very good, very good point. Eh? Yeah, might be worth going what a to time school. To be, yeah, what a time to be alive. Where eh? do I sign up? Can I start at grade eight? <laughs> see how quick I can go to grade twelve. <laughs> and if you're if you're naughty, then they're going to transfer everybody into a different classroom called detention, <laughs> and then you're all just sitting there alone. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, and that's it for today, right? Correct. Yeah, that's everything. I mean, I think it's been a fantastic Tech Thursday week Yo. other than the load shedding s- surprise. Yeah. Did you find out any more information well, about that? Well, no, we're not affected here in okay. this area for today. Okay. Nothing or tonight, nothing. E-radio is still operational. Yes, <laughs> but we will be anyway if it, if it goes down because yeah. we, we have a cloud, man. We have <laughs> a, a backup cloud. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, Ian, thanks so much for having me. Eh? It's been another great, great week. I, I can't wait to follow up some of these items from last week that we didn't get to touch on this week, like Netflix's gaming and things like that. That'll, I'm sure there'll be some developments by next yeah, week. Yeah, it looks like, like there could be a price increase. Ooh. I saw that somewhere. Yeah, I don't know how much. Just a small one, but... Uh, Netflix shares are going down, eh? I mean, oh, really, eh? Yeah, I think the, the, the how much you could have earned per share that you have between... I think it was May and, to, and this month is two, uh, about three dollars per share. You know, that's not that much actually. It's like, yeah. I keep getting these ads on on uh, on YouTube saying, "Hey, why just watch Netflix when you can invest in Netflix, <laughs> and then you then you you will get money back and stuff." Is that for real? Um, you definitely get paid by earning shares in a company. You definitely get paid because that's how you know it's like a security token of crypto. But, but can I get paid? To, just to watch Netflix. <laughs> you know what some app that, that someone be great. made that would be really cool? Yes. If you just applied it to your real life. It's basically <laughs> an app that allows you to, you know, if you go and shop at Pick and, um, Pick and Pay or Musica. Shame, they're gone. No. You know, any kind of place where you're an active user in, it mm. gives you the opportunity to buy that stock. So you go to KFC, you can buy KFC. And that's really how today's people should be thinking. You know, where do I go shop a lot? What do I rely on in my life? If I rely on this place or I shop a lot at this place or all my friends shop at this place or I spend eight hours a day watching Netflix, buy some shares. Mm. Invest in the company. Invest. That's how you turn your your knowledge in your own lifestyle into money. Yeah. You know, because you yourself will know whether this is something that's getting better and better or worse and worse. For ne- for me, Netflix is getting worse and worse because the shows are just... N- like either I watch too much Netflix, which I don't think I do, or the you shows... You watch all the good stuff, then yeah, there's nothing left. Exactly. You That's know? my problem. Exactly. Yeah. And mm. that might be a sign that maybe it's not worth investing into Netflix. Mm. Unless they're launching something like gaming, then it might. And that's you know? why they're doing that. You now, see yeah. what I'm saying? So applying <laughs> that logic into your day-to-day life, you could you could be a wealthy person one day. Yeah, I wonder if Showmax is going to come up with uh, something, you know, com- competing with the game. <laughs> I guess the load shedding time or something. <laughs> Some kind of game. Something out of this world, like yeah. uh, what would be a really good thing for Showmax to do? Maybe like, I mean, Netflix actually took the role there quite quickly i mean the next best thing is gaming renting games i mean you look at a traditional video store you could rent games yeah you know yeah but no, mobile I games i think netflix in. might be targeting mobile, mm, mobile games yeah, go on yeah. netflix on your phone the app's there and play some mobile games hopefully yeah. it's not snake you know, <laughs> oh. or minesweeper 
<laughs> yeah, let's get some good or games. Pac-Man, yeah. Oh, yeah, then arcade <laughs> games. I mean, people might actually, maybe that's the way to go because people really like those games. That goes, yeah. those games keep you online a lot. Yeah, just time. a bit of a modern twist, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. like Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions or something <laughs> ridiculous, some very bad quality <laughs> game. <laughs> Kane, thank you so much as always. Uh, till next week, Thursday Absolutely. at 3 o'clock. Have a, a lack of rest of your week. Thanks, Ian. Thanks for having me. Catch See you, you next week. week. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Systems are offline. Eve Radio Live, powered by TCS Wi-Fi.